This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This portion of our program, we're joined by Paul Emilio. Should be an interesting uh, discussion. Uh, Paul is background as an inventor, um, chairman of N2 Global Solutions Incorporated, and he's got some interesting things to share with us. Also, um, brought some interesting devices uh, with him today that we're going to do we're going to do a visual explanation in audio fashion for radio that sounds complex but trust me this will work Paul, it's nice to have you join us thank you very much bob <laughs> really appreciate the uh, opportunity in, in beginning this discussion let's do a little bit of background you know i mentioned in fact your co-founder inventor chairman of n2 global solutions incorporated what's n2 well, N2 is the, the company that um, uh, my partner and I work built mm-hmm. to create this new technology. And it came through an epiphany when we were watching a documentary between Nicholas, Nikola Tesla and Edison. And I kept looking at the switch on the, on the wall and my phone and saying, it looks the same. It looks, I feel like I could glue my phone to the wall and it has the same kind of <laughs> configurations. And then I thought... Has anybody thought about putting smartphone technology into the electrical infrastructure? So we went online, looked through some of the Google stuff, and couldn't find anything like it. So we got a little crazy. We started, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Steve Jobs says, you know, be hungry, be foolish. Mm. I think we just went nuts because all of a sudden we <laughs> were discovering something that's not out there, you know, Bob and. <laughs> and, uh, and we thought, wait a minute, we might have something here. And, and what do you do? Do you call that 800 number at late at night that says, you know, right, vent right, me? Right, or, right. You know, no, nobody knows what to do. There's no special book on what, <laughs> you know. So, you know, what do you do? You're a middle-aged guy. You don't have, like, college friends you can bounce this stuff off of. So you're kind of stuck in this vacuum figuring, am I doing the right thing here? Well, when when we started doing this, uh, we realized, at first we thought, well, you know, we've been around the block, we've, we know people, uh, perhaps maybe we could do this faster than normal, you know? So we thought what was going to take us a year and a half to do, took five and a half, now going on ninth year. And, um, you know, my wife in the beginning started asking me, hey, uh, where's the rent money? You know, how, how are we going to do this? Because I, I just quit everything I was doing to do this. And uh, I, I think I made a big mistake early. <laughs> you know, she's still with me, thank God. But, you know, the thing is, you, you won the house. We survived with two kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, uh, well, N2 is more than just a company to me. You know, it's some blood, sweat, and tears. And, you know, uh, somehow or another, I feel like, you know, I don't own the company. My wife owns me and the company. <laughs> so uh, that, it's it's a, it's more than a company to me. But I, I thank you for asking. And the reason why we call it N2 is one of our friends once said to us, you know, N2 is, is really a nitrogen. And nitrogen mm-hmm. is more pre- prevalent in the air than even oxygen. Mm-hmm. So we always thought that if we're going to build a business, we want to be everywhere. And nitrogen is everywhere. So that's why we call it N2. 
In coming up with this, you know, the kind of technology that is going into the products that N2 is uh, dealing with, um, you know, it's amazing to go back to what you said at the very beginning of that answer that, you know, this all came in a way from watching this documentary. Yes. Okay. And as you said that, I thought to myself, wait a minute, I've seen that. <laughs> but I'm thinking, I didn't come up with something like this. <laughs> well, you know, I think I think sometimes people watch a show like that and they are intrigued by what they see. Right. And then there are others, uh, you know, I come from a creative background. Right. So part of me is just plain nuts because I think you have to be nuts to, <laughs> to, you know, to every morning try to get up and come up with a new idea. Right. And, you know, uh, being in the advertising world kind of sparked that. And you know, I used to I used to work you know heavy duty construction with my dad and my brother. So doing advertising was a joke to me. I thought, man, I'm going to work. I remember one time uh, my first paycheck I got, um, I deposited my my money in the bank and I pulled out X amount mm -hmm. to get home. And the way home, I started you know giving bums um, money because I felt like, geez, I I got got a great job where uh, making a decent dollar. I might as well just you know hand out some of the bums. And when I got to the turnstiles to take the train home, I was out of money, so I had to beg for money to get on the <laughs> So I, I guess, you know, that's what makes us nuts. We're creative people. We do things that normal people uh, don't do. And, you know, the I just couldn't help it. But when I saw the light switch on the wall and, and the socket, I kept saying, wow, I, you know, technology can be can somehow fit in that small com component. Why not in an electrical box? And, you know, it was a challenge because at first I thought – it would be a simple task, mm -hmm. um, but it quite it was it wasn't quite that simple. Okay, now <laughs> this box that you brought with you that has these devices uh, in it, I want you to describe for people listening to us what this concept of the super socket is all is all about. Well, the, the super socket is what we call it because it's more than smart. Mm -hmm. If it was just smart, it would be a smart socket, which everybody calls their equipment, even though it's not so smart. Right. <laughs> so <clears throat> we figured if we're super, we got to be smarter than smart. <laughs> so what we have is what we call <laughs> inside the wall is <laughs> inside the wall is what we call the sandbox. Now, the reason why we call and ironically, Bob, the, the sandbox that's inside the wall, we call it the sandbox. And we were able to trademark that. Who would have thought, you know? So the reason why we call it the sandbox is because we want other companies that license our product and play in our sandbox by creating their own snap-on module that retrofits into our product, and now they can coexist. And the reason why I say that is because there's a lot of technologies that build their technology at a certain point, and then they go away because they don't readapt. They don't confine to the new standards and things that are necessary. You know, for example, um, we have um, the... Green Building, U.S. Green Building Council, mm -hmm. and Will Building Standards. And th those mandates change regularly. We have new mandates in California. There's Title 24. And, you know, there's there's issues there in terms of being able to uh, create a socket that actually works with their uh, mandates. Mm -hmm. So um, we were there, and quite frankly, we were, op we were welcomed with open arms. Where in New York, it's a, you know, it's a little tougher of a crowd. But... Uh, there's, there are things that are happening here that have changed people's minds from, like, say, the year before that we spoke to them versus now. And, and the reason why that is is that things like, for example, the, the shutting down of the uh, Indian Point power plant, you know, that supplies us with 
close to 27% of our energy. Now, I understand that uh, they've been making provisions to shut that place down a long time ago. Right. So they've set up things in between now and then, but they're not simple. Everything takes time and effort. And even though they're saying the year 2021, there might be some variable there depending on where we really are before they actually shut it down completely because that'll take put a lot of strain oh, yeah. on everything else. So the fact that our product uh, can reduce your energy consumption, now it doesn't change your lifestyle. It just changes your energy consumption because 30% is inherent waste whether you're in a building or not. It's things like that are plugged in like vampire bleeding of the system and um, uh, things that are energy hogs and uh, what we take advantage to is uh, daylight harvesting, which is taking the daylight and balancing it off with the internal light if you have a, a, a multiple windows in your office. So these are the things that we take advantage of that allows us to, to do what we do. And, and when we have, um, and again, I know, Bob, you asked me a specific question. I went off on tangents, but uh, the sandbox, which is inside the wall, mm-hmm. um, goes into every electrical box, which allows each component to communicate with each other from sub-basement to rooftop, and now your whole building becomes a, a ubiquitous hotspot. Adding the, the module on the, on the front, which is the faceplate, whether it be the, cover, the, the switch or the socket or even a light fixture, it adds that much more technology to it. So uh, it depends on what your, what your wants and, and what your hopes are mm-hmm. and what you want to do with your building. You could do quite a bit when you have these modules that speak multiple different languages. Um, that's the, the great thing about it. Now, the internal part, which is what I said before, the sandbox, they speak via Zigbee. It's a wireless protocol that's very secure, um, and it allows this internal mesh topology to, to give you information on your server and through the cloud. The faceplate is a agnostic protocol, which multiple it speaks to multiple radio protocols, which allows us to be agnostic. So you know how some companies don't speak to each other because of proprietary. In our case, we open that communication. So it doesn't matter who you are, you can communicate with all the other companies through the agnostic protocols. Hmm. It's an amazing um, device or series of devices. How can you explain this for our audience, which is obviously listening on radio, of how these things look, how they work. Well, they, they, they have, for uh, for the most part, your typical look that you have um, already existing in the wall. However, the sandbox has internally uh, about four motherboards and about 600 components that make up the sandbox. And there's um, uh, powerful processors and an array of sensors inside that measure moisture, um, harmonics, uh, voltage, insidious gases up to 1,500 different uh, variables of atmospheric uh, gases that we can pick up inside the wall. On the faceplate, we have the same thing. The difference with the faceplate is that it speaks multiple other protocols like Bluetooth or Wi-Fi or IV6. It's uh, a a different mesh uh, on the front portion of it, which allows you to communicate with other stuff that's inside the building. Because, see, inside the walls... You want to keep that uh, centered within that infrastructure. And outside the walls, you want to be able to communicate with what's inside, what you're doing in the room. Mm-hmm. So there is a division of sorts, but they still communicate together to offer different types of information. 
that's vital. And it goes, it actually goes down to the subsecond level. We can do predictive maintenance. We can know up to two months before an electrical fire can happen. So your insurance premiums should be able to go down for that reason. Wait a minute. Hang on for a second. Did you just say you could know up to two months before an electrical fire could happen? Yeah, because the analytics can detect something that may happen, and then you can analyze those analytics and know that there's wow. a potential fire hazard that can happen, and now you can be proactive instead of reactive. Neat. Really, really neat. Okay, now the device that you have in your hands is what aspect of this? Um, in, in terms of the whole, mm -hmm. uh, well, this is the, this is the socket, um, which has also motion sensor on it. And the socket, as you plug in, now each porthole, keep in mind, will give you a diagnostic on whatever is plugged into it. So now you'll know, for example, if you're plugging in something that's about to die. Like if you have a computer with, a, with a, a, a important information, you want to make sure that that computer needs, can be replaced in time or that you can back up your system knowing that the computer is old or going on its last leg. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the other great thing about it is that the sandbox allows you to take the faceplate of the switch and snap that on so they're, they're swappable. So mm -hmm. you don't have to – I mean, this sounds crazy, but when I used to live in Jersey City, I used to have this ironing board. I used to iron my own clothes. <laughs> so that, people say that now. They're like, what? You say iron clothes? Um, <laughs> and I used to have this, this outlet – that was too far away for me to plug in the mm -hmm. iron. I mean, why would somebody put an ironing board and then put the outlet like 30 feet away, right? Right. So, <laughs> so um, the switch, the light switch was right there, right next to the ironing board. If I could have swapped the switch with the socket, right. I would have been able to plug in without a problem. Instead, I had to go out and buy an extension cord just to use my iron. So it's it's those are the kind of things that are make creative people crazy where they wind up doing even crazier things like invent something like this. So, <laughs> so at, at the end of the day, we, you know, it's uh, what, what taught us, uh, you know, what we're, what we're doing right now is our childhood. For example, this mm. came from Legos. Everything's mm. module. Everything snaps together, whether it's a ceiling fixture or a socket or life, a light switch. They all snap together. And the whole idea of it powering up when it comes together I don't know if you used to watch the movie Shazam. It was a TV yes, show yes. where the two rings come together yes. and they power up and Shazam shows up. Well, that's that's how this thing was the, uh, you know, conceived, by uh, snapping them together and they power up to create energy. You know, you're not going to get a genie out of it, but, <laughs> but it, does, <laughs> Darn. It, it does magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole idea of promoting things that are eco-friendly or environmentally friendly friendly. This has become huge now in uh, the business world, okay? Uh, and a big push is on, obviously, to, you know, for buildings to fall right in this category, hasn't it? Well, you, you have to look at what's happening um, with our environment. Mm -hmm. um, air quality is becoming a huge issue now. Right. Uh, the fact that it has environmental sensors is a, is a big deal. Mm -hmm. and, and the fact that you can control what you're breathing because of that reason. If you don't know what's there, you can't you can't do anything about it, right? So education is what makes us smarter. Being able to um, be able to dig that that a little deeper to understand what exactly is going on, and without those components, without those tools, very difficult to do that. The other thing is our energy. You know, we want to be able to consume not less by doing less, 
because obviously you want to be proactive, mm -hmm. but you want to take whatever waste is out there, whatever is not being used properly, and channel it so that way you get better use out of it. Now, there's a lot of great companies out there, and that's why this is an opportune time for us to actually venture out. And, and the reason why I say that is because initially when we first started this, like I said to you before, we thought in two years we'd have this thing licked and out there. But even so, if you think about it, those components that were available to us back even in just mm -hmm. uh, 2013, you would have been looking at two cinder blocks, one inside the wall, one outside the wall. And as we progress forward, we were going to give up around 2014. We figured, you know, we can't come up with everything. You know, we're, we're not creating processors and microchips and all that other stuff. You know, these are things that we look to find and to build our product with, you know. You can only make a soup with what's out there. Right. You know? <laughs> so, so at the end of the day, what what helped us get here was the fact that these components got smaller and smaller. The, the relays that used to be the size of alarm clocks came down to the size of a, of a thumbnail. You know, the gas sensors went from the size of a fist to the size of a wafer-thin dime. So all of a sudden, we were uh, on course. And, you know, I tell people, you just can't jump out of an airplane, hit a bullseye in the ground, you know. That'd be a little <laughs> bit difficult, yes. Right. So, so, you know, in, in essence, even with technology, it's not something you could just say, okay, here's all these microchips, let's just throw them together, and boom, we're ready to rock, you know. It, it, you need some quality people to put those things together, and somebody who have vision. Because even my uh, engineers looked at me like I had 14 heads, but at the end, we, we built something, you know. And, and the great thing about it is that it's a useful tool. And it's, by the way, we're manufacturing starting around May. So, you know, we're, we're getting our UL approvals. We're at beta right now. Um, we're part of an innovation node program through Nikron. Um, our our uh, allied um, resource or, or strategic alliance is NYU Tandon School of Engineering. They're doing our alpha and alpha plus testing going into the beta. They're also going to be uh, a customer which is all part of this Nikron Innovation Node program that encompasses RPI, NYU, Tandon School of Engineering, Stony Brook, uh, Cornell, um, Cornell uh, University, uh, Penn State. It's really starting to um, explode. That's really cool. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Well, really, it's very, very interesting. It's got to be. It's got to be very gratifying, but also it seems like you have a lot of fun with what you're doing too. Well, if you're not having fun, you might as well give it up. Well, that's I mean, true. Uh, okay. you think about it, it. I loved, I still do. I'm very passionate about the advertising world. Um, you know, I've done advertising pretty much all my life after after college. But the thing was, I was doing advertising when I was a little kid. You know, I, I would draw these caricatures and people would volunteer their lunch money to get my <laughs> characters. I'm like, you know, these are just drawings. And, you know, back in the day, I'm thinking, you know, I didn't want to take the lunch money. You know, I felt like I felt like a bully, but it, it was they're offering it to me. And, you know, it's kind of funny, too, because when you have a talent, even the bullies appreciate it. Right. You know, I, I was like, uh, you know, hands off with this guy because, you know, he's drawing me and, and a character of me. And, I, you know, I, I would get away with it. And then also with my with my um, uh, essays, even if I did a crappy essay, mm -hmm. I would always do a nice cover for the teacher to look at. So she would give me extra or he would give me extra credit. For the cover, and that would offset the bad grade I got on my <laughs> on my essay. You know, so you know, very clever. I, I, anything I could do to to use my talents to get somewhere, I would do it. And um, in this particular case, I, I couldn't back off. Even though I had an advertising business that was doing very well, Steve Madden was one of my clients. You know, mm -hmm. and um, and other global clients, including Interakia Systems BV. 
So I had a small agency that was doing global business, and I shut that down for this. So you could imagine how why my wife thought I was nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's why she was asking about the rent money. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she had to get two jobs, the poor thing, while I was working on this. So you can imagine when she got home from work, I get that dirty look every day. <laughs> but, you know, and, and that's and, and funny thing about that, that whole thing kind of turned in my favor, because even though she kind of hated me for what I was doing and uh, understood that, you know, you got to let somebody loose, you can't, you know, she's good like that. I was also the guy who spent the time with the kids. So I was able to see my daughter walk for the first time, my, my son say his first words, and unfortunately my, my wife didn't have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So she, she lost on, on many occasions. That's why I give her so much credit, because she, she survived through a lot. <laughs> and you wanted to keep her working at those two jobs. Yeah, yeah, right. well, yeah, that helped. <laughs> if she could have got a third job. <laughs> now, with what I guess we could refer to as kind of connected home technology. In other words, where are we going? That's a great question, Bob. And I'll, I'll tell you why that's an important question. Because we're not competitive in a sense that we want to see other companies that are not quite where we are um, go down. Mm-hmm. The whole thing with, host, with the Startup New York and the Nikron program is to create jobs, not to watch them go away. So if you're creating a company that's doing well, other companies are going to suffer for that, unless if they're competitors. So what you want to do is offer them an opportunity to become part of a coalition, Mm -hmm. work with you to build something. Because, you know, we're in a real tough state because realistically there isn't the competition here. We're opening up a whole new market. Right. So uh, by welcoming a coalition of sorts, uh, here's an example. There's a battery company out there that just got their UL rating. And there's 65% efficiency. I can't name them because I don't want to give them free billing. <laughs> but, you know, you, you look at that company who's integrating with us. We're also integrating with IBM and Future Electronics. So th- we're working with them uh, progressively. Hopefully we wind up doing something even bigger because they have a great program. Mm. And the whole idea is create a coalition of sorts. Kind of like, you know, we're, we're sports radio, right, here? So think of it like the uh, sports, like uh, let's say a football league. You know, you have all these teams that compete against each other, right? Mm-hmm. Yet without each other, you don't have a league, right? right. So what we're, what we're doing is we're creating a coalition of teams, of companies, and sustainability world that compete but in a friendly manner where they're building a coalition of sorts because you don't have a number you can call if you're a building owner and say, green me, you know? Right. It, you, you, somebody has to go in and look at that building's um, – uh, what do you call it, the nervous system, mm-hmm. and understand what it really needs. Every building is built differently. For example, there's about 80, 31% of the buildings in New York are pre-war or 100-year-old building. Now, if you consider piping, right, if you, if you have any idea what a plumber does, they put this pipe built to seal the areas where they the, the pipes connect. Right. Now, over the course of 100 years, what happens to that pipe, though? I mean, was that built to last a 1,000 years? Of course not. In most cases, right. it, it starts to deteriorate. Right. So when that happens, especially in, in places like New York City, where you have underground movement and you have pipe dope that's actually deteriorating, you're going to have gas leaks. You know, it's, it's just, you know, it's just the common sense. So if you don't have something strategically placed in an area where you can pick up those gases you know, you're not going to know that they're building up behind those walls and potentially reach the point where they hit the switch 
And when you hit the light switch, who knows what's going to happen? The fact is we don't know the temperament of buildings that are that old. And the only way to find out is by tapping into those holes that are already there for us, where the light switches are, the sockets, and the light fixtures, and understand what's going on behind those walls. We can't break through brick, put a little pencil in there, and try to figure out what's going on behind that wall. The, 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 the best way to do it is by having the intelligence to occupy the space that's already given to you, which our product does by retrofitting into existing electrical boxes and measuring those things that way. And there's a lot that we're going to learn from that. Mm. So the next decade or so is it's almost like a whole new world is opening Absolutely. Up. And you know what's great about it? We're looking at jobs in so many different aspects of, of our society. You're looking at jobs in intelligence, IT, plastics, uh, uh, board design, uh, you know, manufacturing. We're looking to build contract manufacturing in every state. Now, you think about that. If you have a contract manufacturer in every state, I'll tell you what's so good about that. Number one, you're creating jobs in that state, right? Oh, sure. On top of that, sure. we're recycling, refurbishing, and resubmitting mm-hmm. product mm-hmm. Into, the, uh, into the buildings. So let's say five years later we're removing our components from a building that's already purchased it and giving them new stuff and taking the old stuff, refurbishing it, and selling it to the building across the street instead of selling it cross-country. You know, if you were selling, for example, or, or uh, delivering a bottle of soda from New York to California, you know, you'd be paying 20 bucks for a bottle of soda because liquid is, is expensive. Right. That's why they have distribution centers for Coca-Cola and companies like that. The same thing with our product. We don't want to ship product all over the world, all over the country. We want to build locally and, and create that, that opportunity for each community to thrive because our biggest challenge really is the environmental and the economic climate. That's our biggest challenge. So as a coalition, we can defeat that challenge. If we compete against each other to get there in, the, in a market that's completely wide open like this one is, which is fairly new, we're just competing against ourselves in a neg- negative way. Very interesting discussion with uh, Paul Emilio on our program. He's co-founder um, and inventor and chairman of uh, N2 Global Solutions Incorporated. What's the... Um, website for your firm? It's, uh, thank you for asking. It's n2-gs.com. It's N as in Nancy, number two, dash G as in George, S as in Sam.com. But you could also go to paulemilio.net and find out more about me. Paul, thank you very much. It's fun discussion. And again, like I said, it's so good to see somebody who's enjoying what they're doing. Thank okay? you. Don't ever lose that fun aspect of this because that's just is going to drive you and i think is going to work wonders with what you're able to do um, and the technology is great thank you bob thank you for having me on your show this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.